Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome in. It is Coffee Break. Troy Shockley back with you this morning. The show is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant. 459-8565. And Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen, uh, pinch hitting this morning. Andy, thanks for coming in. Great to be here, Troy. Thanks. Andy, you just got back. Uh, you were saying you, you had a, a bit of a trip. You, you had some weddings to go to, which is fun. I did. It was great. Yeah. A family friend uh, was married out in the uh, Oregon Coast area and then a niece up in the Seattle area. So, so you got to enjoy the rounds. Pacific Northwest. Yes. I like it. Well, and, and last time we we had you by, I think we were feeling a little bit better about COVID in the county and in the state as a whole, or at least we were uh, on the edge of feeling a little better. But things quickly turned and went. It's just not looking good right now. It isn't. It's it's tough. And uh, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up right away because we really need to ask people to be uh, diligent and attentive to this because it is a big deal, especially for those who are unvaccinated. And um, you know, I asked. Uh, Brenda Neiman, our health officer, if uh, there's something she'd like mm. me to convey to the public as I was coming to this uh, today, and she said, yes, absolutely, please get vaccinated. And that our our, our uh, ICU at the hospital is full with COVID patients, and most all of those are, are uh, folks that have not been vaccinated. So, again, the vaccination works. Uh, it is safe, effective, and uh, free, and if uh, people can get it, it will move us along. But this is uh, scary, especially for those who have not been vaccinated. Uh, the, the level of illness with this Delta variant is uh, potentially high, you know, high uh, risk of a serious illness or hospitalization. And nobody wants that for anyone, none of us. So yeah. uh, I'm hoping people will, uh, will rally around that. And, uh, you know, the faster we can get this uh, pandemic behind us, the more normal we get, both from an economic perspective, a business perspective, and from a uh, yeah, I mean it's a domino effect. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but just you know, in terms of medical, I you know I was out of town for the last couple of days. I actually, spoke with a nurse in, uh, in in Omaha, Nebraska, and they same issue there. I mean, this is everywhere, and they were uh, you know they they were short on doctors, and she said what's interesting is that they were having some COVID patients coming in, um, young people. But we're presenting with uh, things. It, it looked like a stroke, you know, some of the issues right. that they were having. And she said, well, we know it's not a stroke or more than likely, but we have to work it up like it is because it looks like one. And so then, you know, all of those cases take longer. Uh, they're actually having COVID, uh, you know, people are coming in with COVID issues, but they're, they're strange side effects almost at this point and strange presentations. They're having blood clots. They're having, right. she said, it's, it, this Delta variant is really impacting and they're full too. I mean, they're, they're a large hospital there in Omaha and they were sending people over to the next town because they don't have any room there. Right. So we don't want to get to that point. And I think we're, I, I feel like we're pretty close here. We are close. And uh, what, what is being reported is that our, our ICU in terms of COVID patients is pretty full right now. And uh, not much capacity, and and our our healthcare folks are are burnt. I mean, they're yeah. they've just been working their tails off, and uh, it's really difficult to keep this pace up for very long, and to keep you know that kind of pressure and intensity in your in your work every day. Yeah, Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunhausen with us on Coffee Break today, and um, I I suppose for you it's a little bit frustrating as a, a you know as a commission because there's not much you can do at this point. 
there isn't. You know, we, we can talk about it like we are. We can recommend to people, you know, but they have to make the decision to uh, take care of themselves and their neighbors. And what's frustrating, I think, um, you know, for folks, uh, I'll use myself as an example. I got, I got vaccinated as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. So I'm essentially protected for the most part from serious illness or hospitalization probably. But now I'm wearing a mask again often and when I go in places because if I did carry the, the bug, I don't want to give it to someone else who's right. been unvaccinated, or still unvaccinated. So, you know, now that uh, those people that have tried to do the right thing are now experiencing, gosh, I have to go back to <laughs> to more to try right. and keep my neighbors who haven't been vaccinated uh, safe. So it's yeah. difficult. Yeah, the response by county, uh, state and county officials, I think, has been uh, it, it's been admirable at the very least. But at this point, it's it, it's really up to the citizens, to residents, to to th- this is their turn now. It is, and yeah. I implore you all listening today to get vaccinated and ask your neighbors and friends and family yeah. to get vaccinated. Yeah, because in terms of hospitalizations, they're continuing to rise in the state. Pretty steady increase, you know, hundreds more than even just a month ago uh, statewide and, and here in town. It, things are busy, and uh, it's, it, it's tough. And when it comes to businesses in the county, many of them are still struggling. Uh, you know, and a lot of that is now, I, I suppose, finding, finding people to work. Yes, and you know, finding people to work. Uh, folks are afraid to go back to work, um, um, you know, and the challenges for businesses to reopen fully is, is there. I think there's the challenges from folks not wanting to go out and and partake mm-hmm. at some at some level. Uh, others, you know, trying to determine, you know, what's the best way and the best path through this whole thing in terms of uh, our regulations. But yeah, challenges for employees. We at the county are the same way. We you know, it's it's a challenge to get people to. Uh, come to work or to apply for the jobs that we have open yeah. and uh, we're just it's it's a struggle right now and I'm hoping that we can get this behind us so we can get back to normal. Uh, related to some of that struggle maybe is uh, right definitely I think uh, the housing shortage. I mean we we've th- th- that's not a new problem but now it's just sort of been thrown into the spotlight. You know what's being done, what's being talked about on the on, on the county level of how do we sort of work on this both short term and long term because you know there there are companies here in town that have wanted to hire people from out of state but then those folks can't find you know somewhere to live right so you know even bringing somebody into a position you could find the the right person they want to work but they don't have anywhere to live it's not going to work out right it's a big challenge and um i i don't know uh it's going to take a community effort to really mm-hmm. to to really solve this you know it isn't a necessarily a a county thing or a city thing or a, a state thing that can fix it completely but we all have a role in it and um, yes, the housing costs here are uh, really have gone up lately. So you try to hire folks from out of the community. They come and say, well, I don't know if I can take a job here because the housing costs are high. Other folks in the lower income categories are having difficulty finding housing that they can afford at all. Uh, so it's really challenging. And unless we can house our workforce, it's really tough to uh, employ people as, you're, as you're, the point you're making. And so um, you know, there's a, n- a number of things that, that we can do, and we've been talking about this uh, American Rescue Plan dollars that we have coming in, and uh, can we impact housing from that perspective? Is there a way to enhance the low-income housing uh, opportunities or affordable housing, if you will, workforce housing um, in our community? We're looking at all kinds of options. That's everything from working with Habitat for Humanity to um, other entities in the community to try, try and provide 
uh, for more housing opportunities. But that all takes time as well. And I think you've probably uh, witnessed the city of Helena really talking about um, the homeless Mm -hmm. issue and um, how do we work together to try and solve that. And we all have a role in that as well. Temporary housing or transitional housing is is a challenge. So looking at those uh, issues, and I think there's been several um, ideas put on the table right now, so kind of working through those as a community. Uh, and then, you know, the, the uh, development community as well. Is, you know, we've had a lot happen in the last couple of years. There's been a lot of, a lot of development in our community and outside of our community. And that continues. I've just heard yesterday that we have multiple proposals coming through our pipeline for new subdivisions, those kinds of things. And typically, though, that, you know, that is the middle to upper middle class uh, mm-hmm. housing that's being built. And uh, it it's needed at, at all levels, but, right. you know, it doesn't solve the problem for some of that uh, uh, real affordable housing. Yeah, it's, it's not a question with an easy answer. Right. I mean, you look at the census numbers and the county grew, what, 12 percent? About 12 percent. You know, Helen itself grew about almost 14. You know, so that, that that's a big influx over 10 years. And we're—it's just a hard—it's hard to keep up with it. It is, and the the other thing I'd mention along those lines is that in this last year we we passed a zoning package for the, mm-hmm. the county, and specifically it affects the Helena Valley, and it could influence uh, this equation in a really positive way. And there's a an urban growth area which we've designated, which is within you know shouting distance of the city of Helena and city of East Helena, that's part of this that really is. Uh, designated for that more um, dense growth and that's where you know we can work together with the development community to try and uh, extend water and sewer uh, uh, try to uh, focus on um, those infrastructure items that help get people to their work rather than extending density way the heck out there right. Uh, we try and do it in an organized way closer. So there's a urban growth area, a transitional area, and, and a rural area in the zoning. And so it's 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 designed to help organize uh, the growth patterns. And hopefully we can really uh, focus in on on getting some of that um, uh, that detail on the ground so that we can we can really have some more dense growth around the city of Helen, around the city of East Helen, and extend those services so that that density can be greater with public services versus, um, you know, individual wells and mm-hmm. septic that yeah. take up more, more space. Well, and we've got the group, you know, the, what, what are we calling them now? Is the Blue Ribbon Committee and right. then, it, what's the official name for them now? The ZAP, the Zoning there Advisory Panel. Yeah, so. because they've, they've been meeting, they've been working, right. uh, not an easy job that they're tasked with either, but I, I think a very good move and, and I think that's going to help going forward. Right, and it, it is, uh, it's interesting because I don't think everybody understands what, what happened. So we passed the general zoning, so the zoning boundaries and that there is uh, an urban area, a rural area, mm-hmm. and a transitional area. So that's essentially what's happened. Only the rural area has any rules uh, established yet. Uh, and there was some concern about some of those rules, a 10-acre minimum, those kinds of things. And the rules in the transitional and, zone, and, and urban areas have yet to be completely determined. So what we heard from the public was that, hey, we want more of a say in this. We want more of, uh, uh, you know, input on, on this. And so we formed this representative group of the community and there uh, to go through all of the information as well as listen to the public and bring back recommendations to the commission for uh, setting the rules within, mm-hmm. those, within those boundaries so that the zoning then can be completed. And that's hopefully to be done by June of 2022. And uh, 
that will give us a, a little better focus on how those different zones are going to function and how they'll relate directly to the, right. to the city and, and, and services. So Yeah, uh, th- there's so much going on. And, and we've got more that we can talk about and more that we will talk about, but we do have to take a break. So let's go ahead and do that, and then we'll be back with more Coffee Break and Commissioner Andy Hunthausen. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back. This is Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant 459-8565. Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen is joining us today. And we were talking about uh, before the break just about the growth in uh, in Helena and in the county. And uh, also we were talking about COVID and, and low employment numbers and all of this sort of mixes together in one big pot and uh, it has an impact on a lot of systems, and that includes motor vehicles. Uh, they've been behind for some time. I know I was driving around with a temporary tag for way longer than felt comfortable, and they said, no, I promise, this is what we got to do. They're, they're having a hard time catching up. They really are. It's been a challenge the last couple of years, and really COVID um, uh, put an exclamation point on that and caused uh, even further delays. So yeah. uh, everything that other businesses are experiencing you know we've had high turnover in 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 that department and it's a the difficulty there is it's a long training process before you can really do titles and 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 uh function in that in that system you have to have a significant amount of training so it takes a while to get people up and running so often we're you know we have two trained people at the windows and you get two or three people back there getting trained that kind of thing uh and then uh it's just been the growth is uh, enormous, so uh, everybody has to come through that system at one time or another that owns a vehicle or a boat or a trailer. Yeah, it's or not whatever. just a car. So, it's right. It's you know, if you got your toys for the summer, and then we have significant amount of out-of-state folks registering their their vehicles and and recreation vehicles in this state. So it's really been a challenge, and uh, it's been difficult to respond to that. Uh, however, we have uh, a plan we're working on, and uh, we've been hiring new staff trying to get new staff trained and in addition to that we've uh, just entered into a contract with diamond construction they're going to be doing a remodel in in our facility adding four new windows uh, adding four new staff um, to to those windows and uh, trying to increase our capacity to deal with folks as well we understand that state is contemplating um, uh, upgrade of their of their computer system. Mm-hmm. This, we are an agent of the state. The DMV really is a Department yeah, a of joint. Justice program, yeah. and the counties administer that. So we're working on their systems and all of that. Uh, so sometimes it takes longer than, than you'd like. But we've tried to implement uh, everything from uh, a, an appointment 
system to um, uh, looking at uh, trying to get back to people more quickly. I think in the last year, you've, and you've maybe experienced this, where you call and you say, well, we get back to you within a few weeks or two right. weeks or right. whatever. So trying to get back to people faster than that uh, it's just been overwhelming. And trying to get back to people online faster, trying to give online options more often. We're also working uh, on those options in the community that might be there. So over time, it would be hopeful that we could do some of this work at the dealership before you, even you buy a car, before yeah. you even leave, that more gets done there. Uh, it makes and sense. Or, they got all the information. Right. And or you have a third party. You know, you pay a little more, go to a, you know, a third party in the mm-hmm. community that does this as a business, you know, and uh, and is certified by the state or whatever. And so there's, I think that's being explored up in the Kalispell area. So there's lots of options on the table, but again, it takes time. We're also looking at, you know, the possibility down the road someday of a, a satellite site. You know, what if we had a site in East Talon or out in the North right. Valley? However, that just, you know, it, it complicates things with uh, everything from uh, the computer systems to staff and supervision and yeah. cost and all of those things, you know, go up. So uh, there's multiple challenges. We think that we're trying to address them right now. We should, by by the beginning of this next year, have that construction pretty well knocked out and have more capacity, and people should see things moving We'll just faster. have to get people hired. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, just, just like I think people don't, you know, it, it's something that we don't think about. That Yeah, I get it. You know, the, when you talk about, well, it was slow at the at the restaurant to get seated or to get your food, people, oh, well, you know, they're short of staff. I don't think we think about that when we think government agencies. Right. Uh, but, in fact, you know, you, you're short on staff, and some of those folks that are there, as you pointed out, they're new. So they've got to learn all that stuff. So, you know, it's just uh, un- unfortunately DMV is, and is no different than uh, a fast food restaurant at this point in terms of trying to get employees that can work. It is. It is. So folks are going to have to hang with us. Yeah, and you throw in anything that could happen, you know. Right. Uh, somebody quits one day and all of a sudden it just throws you off. Or, um, you know, you, the system goes down. The state system goes down for a day or two and it just, holy moly, it puts yeah. you behind and Though I can that attest line. that while it, it, it may take uh, a while to get an appointment or, it, the, you know, your appointment that you're trying to get might be a month out, that's a brilliant setup. That That's what we did. And, uh, you know, I almost felt guilty. You show up a couple minutes before, they call out your name, you walk up, and there's people that have been there for an hour, unfortunately, with just right. the walk-up. And you get a little bit of a stink eye. Right. But, you know, <laughs> you, you've got your 15-minute time block set there and – you're in and out. So right. if people want to make a reservation, that absolutely works. It is pretty slick. Uh, you know, you do have to wait. So you might be waiting five or six weeks even sometimes or a month, whatever it takes. But if you do get an appointment, when your appointment time is up, you will get called and you'll get right in and out. So it, it, it works. Yeah. Uh, but you do have to wait sometimes. And sometimes you're with a temporary sticker for a while or you have to renew your temporary sticker. But if you do have an appointment and you have that with you and, and on paper, uh, if you got pulled over, uh, I think there's going to be some lenience mm-hmm. yeah. at this time most often. But it know. sounds like if you're looking for a job, maybe the there you go. folks there at the county and the DMV are hiring. It's so a great you place to work. We've got good Put in a phone call. <laughs> Lewis and Clark so. County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us today on the job recruiting trail for uh, for <laughs> Motor Vehicles Department. So, yeah, they're, they're expanding uh, over there, and so that's going to be good. We need to hire some more folks over there. they got a short staff. So I, I get it's not the most pleasant place to hang out so make an appointment or uh you know have some understanding that 
they're short staffed just like everybody else. They're fighting a whole lot of issues over there. Um, you know, one thing that we should probably talk about before we run out of time, Andy, is uh, wildfires. We talked about, um, you know, how the how the the COVID numbers. We we started to breathe a little bit. And then they went back up. Well, I think the same thing started with uh, with fires a little bit. You know, everybody was on high alert. And then for about a week, it was cool. And, uh, you know, rain was moving through and everyone went, okay, we're, we're at the end. We're, we're not at the end of wildfire season yet. We aren't. We aren't. And I think that there is some confusion about when we, we stepped down from um, from level two or stage two fire restrictions, which are very restrictive, to back to stage one. Folks thought it was kind of over, and it really isn't. Yeah, that rain... Brief rain in the middle of August really helped, but we are in serious fire danger right now. Everything's still really dry. Uh, we don't have uh, much moisture in the forecast, and usually the moisture we're getting is pretty brief and, mm-hmm. and small. So uh, we still have high fire danger, and we're still in stage one, and that means that uh, you know only fires and campfires and designated campfires, you have to, if you're going to smoke, do it in your vehicle or home or in a spot where there's no fire risk. And, uh, you know, we're asking people to really pay attention still because uh, we're nervous that something big could happen here in September when it's dry and we have these nice hot days during the day, even though it cools off at night. Yeah. Still a lot of fire risk. So we're asking people to, to really pay attention and, and still think about that, keep it on the front burner versus uh, yeah. thinking it's over. Well, and we saw that, you know, over the weekend, you right. know, that, uh, you know, it, it sounds like fireworks in the South Hills. and. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we've got a fire. Though, you know, I, I think definitely uh, a good chance to hand some kudos out to our local and area volunteer fire departments and uh, the fire department here in Helena and uh, in, in the, the government folks. I mean, they've jumped on these. We we've had several during this season that could have been very bad. Um, we've had some instances of fires, but they've jumped on these things really quickly and and tamped them down and put them out before it had a chance to do that. Great work by these area groups. I, it, it, pretty phenomenal. You're absolutely right, and I'm glad you mentioned that because they do deserve the kudos. You know, uh, our county has been, especially, has been uh, mostly unscathed this yeah. year from major uh, events, and it's because they've jumped all over them. It's not that we haven't had fire starts. Um, they've jumped all over them. They've been Johnny on the spot, as well as very organized and very coordinated. I think you know our our local fire departments and uh, fire service areas as well as our state and, and federal partners have done a great job of coordinating and working together and and keeping us safe and they know that it's it's been a really intense year and they know how close we were to catastrophe and they yeah. know uh, you know that they had to be on it so those guys have been really on 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 the ball and ready to go at any moment. And so we need to give them a big thanks. And yeah. I remember speaking with uh, n- now retired uh, Bob Drake mm-hmm. uh, out there at Tri Lakes a couple of years ago. And he said they've, they've been to, to various meetings and conventions and that sort of thing across the country. And when they tell other areas about, you know, our, the, the way our setup is for, for mutual aid and stuff, they're, they're going, how does that work? How, how are you guys able to do that? That doesn't happen everywhere. They don't even have to put out their quest for, hey, there's a fire. Can you come help us? Everybody just responds. Right. And then when they get there, they figure out, oh, well, it's in your area. Okay, you're in charge. What do we do? And that doesn't happen everywhere. I think we probably take that for granted. But that's pretty special to our area of Montana. It is. That's fantastic to hear. It is. I agree. And uh, kudos to them for the good work. 
We've got Lewis and Clark County Commissioner Andy Hunthausen with us on Coffee Break. We've got about uh, about three minutes left with him and probably enough time to mention that uh, you guys do have meetings every month. People can come and, and check those out. You're talking about uh, ARPA funds. We are. So um, the American Rescue Plan dollars, that uh, that act that uh, sends federal dollars to our state um, for response to COVID and to uh, recover from COVID, uh, some of those dollars, there's kind of three pots. Some of them have been, pot A, been directly allocated to the counties. There's been some that have been directly allocated for a specific purpose, like water, sewer, uh, broadband. And then there's been some that have come to the state that uh, local governments can compete for, apply for, uh, ask for through a granting process. So we're in the midst of all of that, trying to figure out uh, where to go, how to go, and, and what what is the best uh, use and need. So we're having meetings every month. Those are open if folks want to participate in those and give us feedback. And we have been developing a process for um, applications and ideas um, and all of that's on our website. As well, we've already started to distribute some of the money for specific water and sewer projects. Mm-hmm. So we've committed to Craig's Water and Sewer District to up- upgrade their system, uh, Eastgate um, Sewer and Water Association in East Helena, La Casa Grande in East Helena, uh, 10 Mile uh, Pleasant Valley. I think we've uh, been working with them on a project. Uh, so there's been some that's already gone out the door or is planned to go out the door uh, for specific projects to upgrade water and sewer in our community for those those uh, that need it. So we're still working on that. We're, we're ready to go. We're going to do some work at the fairgrounds as well where uh, we had the shot clinics and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And, you know, there's some extra wear some and tear on stuff wear up and there. Wear and tear yeah. and roads and doors and whatever else out there. So we're going to try and, uh, you know, take care of some of that. So... Uh, we're working through it. We have some time. That's a nice thing about this act is it gives you a little bit of time to determine uh, the best uses of that. You know, housing, we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. so there's potential to address housing, uh, behavioral health issues in the community. So we're looking at all of those kinds of things as well. Uh, we have a list of all of ideas, but, uh, you know, and, and the money has not been necessarily allocated yet. Yeah, it's easy to make the that. list, right? right. And then, yeah. then you got to figure out, okay, now let, let's yeah. start working on it. But but this is a, an open, as you mentioned, it, it's an open uh, process. You're not doing this on your own and then announcing it. The public can show up and, and see all of this happen. Right. Yep. We, everything's transparent. Everything will be done in a public meeting, and, and all decisions will be then made in our regular county commission meetings. And uh, so there's some of that money that we've said, you know, that we've already allocated toward water and sewer projects we dedicated for those. And so we've done that, and but we did those in public meetings. So everything's transparent and looking for feedback from the community at any time. Yeah. Well, Andy, we're, we're all out of time. We, we filled it up once again. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I like hanging out with you. But uh, I appreciate you coming in and uh, once again filling in for uh, for Tom. Wasn't able to make it in this morning. So Andy came in and sure appreciate that and appreciate the the work uh, that you and, and the entire commission does. It, it, it's, it, it's never ending. You guys always have something to do and always have too much to do. But uh, you find a way to fit it in. So uh, thanks once again. Thank you. Appreciate being here. Thanks, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.